Joining me right now is Callan Potter. He is the Eternal MMA and Hex Fight Series lightweight champion. He will be fighting at ACB 88 on June 16th in Brisbane, Australia. What's going on, Callan? Welcome to Kumite Radio. Thank you, John. Thank you very much for having me on. Eight straight victories, all finishes, successful title defenses in two different organizations. Do you feel invincible right now? Uh, I'm feeling pretty happy. <laughs> it's always nice to... Uh, to come out those ends but uh look those things are great accolades but uh in this sport it's always about what's next so uh those past accomplishments are sensational i'm very stoked with them but i'm always looking forward you know what's coming up next and obviously next weekend next saturday night that's what i'm looking forward to most your last appearance in the cage at hex 12 a title defense versus jack becker late last year man it was a barn burner you overcame some adversity in that fight um what did you think you proved to yourself in that performance? Uh, look, it was a great fight. Jack Becker is extremely tough. I know he's just, I think he's just come off a, another defeat over in Japan, but I still stand by what I said that night. He's going to have a, a very big future in this sport. Uh, there, there was a lot of things in that fight that I was, I was confident about. One thing that, that really stood out for me was, was my, uh, my ability. Oops. My, there we go. My, uh, my ability to pursue, even in bad positions, you know, that, that mindset of even when at stages you might be not in the dominant position, you might be losing a fight, doesn't mean you've lost the fight. The, the ability to, to persevere is, I think, very big in this sport. Something I didn't have in uh, the early stages of my career, but something I now I feel that it's a bit of a, uh, bit of a cornerstone of my game now. Do you feel that this fight is kind of like a, a turning point in your career? hundred uh, percent, very much so. Something I've been chasing for a little while now, the ability to, to fight not only uh, international style promotion, but an international uh, opponent. That's, that, that's where I'm heading, you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of things that I needed to achieve on home soil that I've done, I'm very happy with the things that I've done here. But like I said, you always want to progress and, and evolve. I feel maybe the next three to four years of my career are going to be my best. And uh, I wouldn't want to, you know, use those careers to be uh, those uh, years to be fighting locally. I want to fight international. I want to fight the best possible opponents I can fight. And, uh, and that's what I'm looking forward to uh, next Saturday. Yeah, you mentioned that it's an international audience. This is your first shot at performing in front of that kind of crowd. Why did you choose uh, ACB instead of other promotions? Because you are the hottest guy in Australia fighting right now at lightweight. Uh, look, I, I, uh, ACB have made their second trip. This is going to be their second trip down here. I, I passed on the first time. I like to always see how a promotion sort of develops in, in a country first. Everyone that I know that, that fought for the promotion was extremely impressed with how they ran things. Uh, the, the dealings that I've had with all their, the promotions so far have been sensational. Uh, the, the big thing I'm looking for with whoever I'm going to choose to, to fight now has to tick the, the three major boxes, which I'm looking for. They Obviously, financially, I have a family that I, I need to provide for. So financially, it needs to make sense. Uh, I, need, I like the ability to... Uh, to travel. I like to fight for international promotion so I can travel and I need access to the best possible opponents that I can get. I'm, I have no interest in, in beating mid-level guys. I have no interest in competing against mid to low-level guys. I want the best, highest level opponents that I can get hold of and ACB does tick all three of those boxes. Definitely. Your, uh, your debut is going to be against Marcin Held, who is one of the, <laughs> the best guys out there in the division, one of the best guys in Europe, you know, internationally. So, how do you feel about this matchup? Does it excite you? Oh, ridiculous. I was just having a conversation with one of my coaches earlier. 
You know, I, I couldn't be more excited. It's, it's exactly the fight that I was chasing. I, if I, you know, if I was fighting locally again, coming up the next fight, as much as a fight's a fight, and I'm always excited to fight, it, it wouldn't have that same thing, uh, same sort of uh, anticipation to it. I, I'm just, I'm extremely excited about the fact that I get to fight an international opponent and, and uh, someone of, of Marson's credit and, and, and his uh, and his lineage. And uh, I'm, oh, it's just, I get excited just talking about it. The fact that I get in a cage is exciting, but to do it on, on, a, on a, you know, this new stage and with a high-level opponent is exactly what I'm after. You competed last in November of 2017. When did you uh, get into training camp and how has it been going? Uh, everything's been sensational. One thing that we, we, we always pride ourselves on within our sort of our training group is we don't really do camps. So pretty much I had some Christmas, I always take Christmas off and enjoy some time with my family at Christmas. As soon as we're back up in the new year, we're straight back to training. I've been training since I think June or January 3rd. So uh, I'm always in training, you know what I mean? I'm trying to improve skills. So in between fights, it's all about skill building and staying in shape and, and all that. And when it comes time to fight, instead of having to worry about getting in shape, I'm already in shape, so I can now focus on a game plan or, or specific things that I want to focus on for that fight. So instead of worrying about specific camps, we're, we're just always training, always improving. So uh, I feel that it, even compared to my last couple of fights, which have been quite good, uh, the skill levels in, in all my areas have gone up. What about, like, dieting? Do you cut a lot of weight, or are you a person that kind of keeps their food intake in check throughout the year? Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I do. I, I start my diet quite early. I do cut a, a little bit of weight. It's not a. It's not an easy weight class for me. I'm certainly not a smaller lightweight. I'm one of the bigger guys. It's not fun. That's probably uh, the least fun thing that's going to be happening next week. Is the is the wake up? But it's all part of it. You know, I've done it before. Never missed, and uh, we'll do it again. So once you've got through the routine, it's a little bit easier. But uh, yeah, it's not a it's not a fun process. But once it's all done and we we get that pass and I get a little bit of food back into me, it's a very exciting time. That's what I, that's what I look forward to the most. You know, on your resume, you have a lot of finishes where you attack the neck. Marcin, he prefers the leg locks. Do you feel that submissions below the waist are too risky in MMA, or is the risk worth the reward? Well, the, it, anything could be risky in MMA. It doesn't matter what, what technique you talk about. What needs to be shown is people need to prove that they can adapt it to MMA. So everyone's game is very different. I think Marcin's more than proven that he, he's adapted his leg lock game for, for MMA. You know what I mean? He's had lots of success with it. But I haven't come across too many times where he's, he's found or been finished through going for leg locks. Um, so I think it, it, the way he's adapted his style of leg lock game to MMA is sensational. He's a, he's a very crafty guy, the way he's rolling and moving into it. But, but uh, you know, that's, that's all part of the sport. He's got his things that he does very well. I've got things that I do very well. You know what I mean? I, I think that people are going to maybe pitch this as a little bit of a striking versus grappling scenario that I want to strike and he'll want to grapple. But I, I, I keep thinking people maybe forget that I'm a black belt in jiu-jitsu myself and been doing jiu-jitsu for as long as Marston and I've competed at super high levels and I'm very, very confident in my grappling. So I'm ready to fight mixed martial arts. If it's standing, we stand. If we're grappling, we grapple. I'm ready to fight mixed martial arts wherever it goes. Yeah, a lot of people, if they do like market this as a striker versus grappler it's completely wrong if they know who you are if they've seen you fight because you do have a, a huge huge you know a stack of you know of finishes with submissions so if you look at that you guys are both great on the ground does that is the key factor going to be on the feet it could very much could be you know what i mean uh, 
I think Marston's definitely got some weapons. You can't be in the sport at the level Marston's been at for that long without having a lot of weapons on the feet as well. I, I think he's, again, an overall martial artist. Uh, there'll be, I think this is going to be a lot of little battles. The battles when we do hit the deck, the battles when we're in the clinch on the cage, the battles when we are at striking range. There's a lot of little battles that are going to be won there. You know what I mean? It's, this is, this is the, the level of fighting where it's not going to be a game of one, one big thing. It's going to be a game of inches. Who's winning the inch here? Who's winning the inch there? And that's, that's the sort of thing that excites me about fighting. That's what I, I enjoy. I, I get excited when someone proposes me with an opponent like Marson with lots of little puzzles that I've got to figure out. And uh, and then if, with success comes the ultimate glory. With uh, the other side of things, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> a win over Marcin Held. He is a Bellator UFC veteran. What is that worth to you? Uh, look, he's a big name, and that's obviously going to bring a, a lot of accreditation. You know, I, I'm not here chasing too much of the accolades. Obviously, there'll be a lot of accolades coming with it. You know, it, it just shows that, you know, I mean, I, I haven't had that ability, as I think Marcin pointed out on your show, I haven't had that ability to, to compete against an international yet. That's all I've wanted for the last couple of years. And, and I want to be able to, you know, show that, you know, yeah, it's been great being the number one guy in Australia and being pressed as that the, the hot prospect in Australia. But I want to be able to do the, the same thing worldwide. I want to be able to show people worldwide. I've, I've switched my hashtag to uh, the Rockstar World Tour. And that's the way I look at it. You know what I mean? I, I love nothing more to to get the, the same sort of accolades that I've done in, in my, my home country and take that all around the world and, and show people that, that these, these skills that I possess and will continue to grow can be applied at any, any fight anywhere around the world. Hashtag Rockstar World Tour. Are you That's planning to nice. do your world tour with ACB or are you keeping your options open in this? Uh, look, we... We'll look at this fight and how everything goes. As far as all my dealings with ACB at the moment, I could not be happier. I could not be happier. They've been great. They're diligent. And everything I've seen from their promotion, uh, if that turns out that I do a lot of my fights in the next, over the next, like I said, the next three years I consider my hot years. If I do uh, the majority of my fights with ACB over those six years, I, could, I would be a very happy man. They're a great promotion. I think they're doing all the right things to promote not only the sport, but the fighters within their, their league. And uh, I'd be happy to be on, on part of that as well. Maybe be there, maybe be their uh, Australian contingent. You know what I mean? They've got some good Americans in there. Obviously, got a ton of tough Russians in there. They need some, uh, they need some Aussie love in there too, man. They need some Ocker. Maybe I'll be there. I'll be their token Ocker. No doubt. You know, Australia is a hotbed right now of a talent, and you are just part of that hotbed of talent, right? One question before I let you go. You spent you know, the early part of your career at welterweight and you transitioned to lightweight, you have had phenomenal results. What makes this division ideal for you? Uh, I think it's just, it's probably where I, I, I belonged a lot of times. Welterweight wasn't overly difficult cut for me and my general frame wasn't that right. I moved to lightweight and actually I quite, I'm quite a long, tall guy for, for lightweight, but my frame suits the, the weight class just a little bit better. It's a lot more of an, an even match, especially with the style of fighting that I do enjoy. I do enjoy being a, a top game, heavy style grappler. That's worked a lot in my fights. To try to do that when you're the undersized man in a lot of fights can be quite difficult. But doing that when you are the right size, even even size, makes it a little bit easier. ACB 88 in Brisbane, Australia, June 16th. Callum Parter is going to face Marcin Held. It's going to be an incredible fight. I think that this is a huge opportunity for you. And if people know who you are, they know it's a huge opportunity and they're going to be excited for this fight. Thank you for your time and uh, good luck on your matchup. Thank you very much, John. We'll see everyone down in, uh, in Brisbane next weekend.